Tell me your story so I can help you. I won't leave until I take you. Hey guys, I'm Leah. We know. April. Introduce yourself. It's me, April. Be respectful to our guests. It's me. Welcome to Big Sig, guys. Welcome back. We've done it. We made it through another week. Um, Lucky number 11. Is it our number seven? Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, technically eight. For the, the long forgotten one? Our, our vault episode. Mm. Only, you'll only see clips. You'll never hear the whole thing. I don't even know if you'll hear clips. <laughs> <laughs> well, how was how was your week, April? What's new? What's hot? What's happening? I I don't know. I never know. Okay. <laughs> I realize on I drive over here and I try to think about like like I know we're going to talk about how our week was. So how was my week? And I try to think of something that I did this week and the only things that I can think of that I did this week were like pod related. Like my whole life is just like, <laughs> what's what's next week's topic and how do you make Instagram? April's been hitting that Insta hard, guys. Oh, I hope you're following because she's doing hard. a great job. I mean, I'm not doing a fu- I'm not lifting a fucking finger and she's just making shit work. Happening. Well, you maybe editing. You should because it's not going great. I'll get there. Our engagement is... Look, you can't. It's, it's building. Good. It's a process. It's a journey, right. April. You know, right. you can't get down on yourself. You're making incredible content, and that's what matters. It's quality, and I appreciate it. Thank you. And I think the people, the two people that are engaging, really <laughs> appreciate it too. Uh, our private accounts, yeah. <laughs> our personal accounts, engaging. Yeah. It's just an all a simulation. Just me liking every single photo. <laughs> And my cousin's in there, too. Shouts out. Love that. Thanks. Hey, support. (laughs) Preach. Love you, Mimi. (laughs) Okay. Um, How's your week? It was pretty eventful. Um, You went to Hamilton. I did a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. I went to Hamilton with my mom, and it was amazing. Just a little... You know, mommy daughter day. I don't like that. I I said mommy. I don't know. I never call her that. I don't know why it came out of my mouth. Little mommy daughter time. Mommy daughter time. Um, But it was really nice. Like, you know, my mom and I both love going to like musicals and shows. Mm -hmm. And the last one we went to was Wicked. And it was years ago. And we went with my dad and my sister too. And they're a couple of fucking haters. Let me tell you. Because. In intermission during Wicked, me and my mom were like, we're loving it. And they were like, this fucking sucks. And straight up stayed outside during intermission and just proceeded to like get drunk and smoke cigarettes the whole time. Mm-hmm. And we're just talking. We got out and we were like, that was amazing. They were just talking shit all buzzed up. So um, I extended the invite for Hamilton, but they declined, thankfully. Yeah. So it was just me and my mom. And she'd never heard... Um, anything or seen anything of Hamilton, which I don't mm. know how she was alive and didn't <laughs> catch any clip of Hamilton. I don't know. It's pretty easy. Oh, okay. Well, touche. Um, but 
but yeah, so she went into it really blind and, um, you know, especially when like I've listened to the soundtrack because I'm weird and obviously watching Disney Plus, just a little nerdy. Um, and so I already loved a lot of the songs. Um, and so going in, I just, you know, especially when you're taking you someone along. I, I mean, out of respect, no, but <laughs> I was like mouthing stuff and I was like bopping along. Everyone's just in their chairs all like and I was just like fucking vibing grooving in my seat at the pantages guys guys, stand up everybody stand up get into it guys (laughs) pull your fucking lighters it's a show dog um the pantages is fucking gorgeous the show is amazing Mm -hmm. on intermission i turn to my mom i go you know what do you think and she just goes i love it so we both were just jazzed up we had a really nice dinner after and then we came back to, you know, the orange area where I live and had a little nightcap, little glass of wine, little, oh. um, little ooey gooey. What was it? I don't know. Some sort of cake. I was going to say, I hope it's a butter cake. It was not, a butter cake. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Just some wine and ooey gooey. And just a little uh, ooey gooey experience with my mommy. <laughs> my mommy. <laughs> Damn it. It's, it got weird, but no, it was a really nice day. Um, and then also I quit my job. So, you know, fire, fire. a lot of things happening. She she put in her notice. So still currently working. But um, Sandra Bullock. <sighs> two weeks mm. notice. Actually, I gave three weeks notice because oh. she's just a really good employee. And also, I'm like, I don't have another job. So I'm like, I can give you three weeks. You know? <laughs> I can help you through I it. Guess. I can do that. Um, I'm scared. So now I'm going to just, you know, I quit and I was like, look, the pod's going great. <laughs> it's really <laughs> taking off. Um, but yeah, no, so I'm just trying to chill and I will be hitting that Instagram. So um, we'll see what's going on. Really flex my marketing prowess. Yeah, um, comment if you can tell who's doing what on Instagram. Well, just know whoever, if you see any copy, like the captions and anything, if they're absolutely fucking hilarious, it wasn't me. It was April. <laughs> Remains <laughs> to be seen. We'll see. I mean, I don't know where you no come up reading with these that. things. That <laughs> I'm reading them. It blows my mind that you're so good at it. It's okay. it's a gift and it's Stop a skill it. and Stop. you should be paid for it. I'm just letting you know. Oh, yeah. I could write about shoes online. I mean, whatever your heart desires. That's not but how probably. copy works. <laughs> That's <laughs> like, true. Just write about what you want. <laughs> Fair point. Fair point. Um, but yeah, it kind of this topic kind of lends itself to our topic for today um, of quitting my job, corporate America, um, and just how many absolute bullshit buzzwords there are in in business and in just culture in in general so yeah um, i mean we have to take what we can get from the met gala last week it's utter disappointment at least it gifted us a little ooey gooey butter cake called (laughs) lexicon (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean that's not even a buzzword no one uses that word especially i can't even I can't even think about it anymore. It makes me so upset that they use that. But, but yeah, words, guys. Um, so we're going to talk about, yeah, buzzwords. What do you think about words? Do you like them? I love them. They're so powerful. There's so many of them. Mm-hmm. I love that there's so many that mean different things or so many words that can mean the same thing mm-hmm. and have a different, almost a slight variation to its right. meaning. Um, yeah, I love the English language. I think it's, it's like... This is the Great. same word, but hateful. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this has a little bit more of a negative connotation right. or, you know, it's 
It's one of the best things in the world. And that's what I loved when I asked you the other week if you could just like to define a word. Mm -hmm. That's like such a powerful thing, powerful thing, like in and of itself, too, because like be able to say words, but then really understand with a deep understanding, be able to share that with people too. be so, intentional with them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So just another shout out to you. I'm just uh, OK. Well, <laughs> it's really a lot gassing you up I'm today, April. Um, but yeah, so I looked it up on Wikipedia, guys. <laughs> the definition of buzzwords. A word or phrase, often an item of jargon that is fashionable at a particular time or in a particular context. I love jargon. Yeah, that's a great word. Other than that, it's a pretty fucking dry definition. Like, spice it up, Wikipedia. I saw some ones on, like, <laughs> Urban Dictionary. With what? No, <laughs> something better. But, like, ones on, um, it was, like, Urban Dictionary, and they were kind of, like, people using words that kind of mean nothing to sound smart. And I thought that was mm. like an interesting because I feel like that is a lot of the context that which it's used um, and especially to kind of just go over business buzzwords. Um, so, you know, leaving at least for temporarily corporate America, uh, just it's all I heard all the fucking time mm -hmm. and they mean absolutely nothing. Um, but there was a list of the top buzzwords of uh, I think it says 2021, but it's like going off of last year, 2020. Right, yeah. Um, and. Two of them were never on this list prior. Like they, apparently they track it every year, which who's doing this and why is this your job? I don't know. And they're some of the words they're adding are like and how are you entire phrases. This? Yeah. <laughs> like this is not a <laughs> this is no longer a dictionary. Yeah, we're getting a little loosey goosey with the term mm, buzzword. Yeah. Um buzz phrase. Buzz phrase. There we go. It's a catchphrase. It's all buzzwords. I would buy that game. Um but okay, yeah, we're so gonna make it. I will make it and we will sell it. And that's how that's we're going to blow our Instagram be our up. merch shop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Big cigarette buzzword game. Ooh, that flows. Honestly, <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, you like it. the alliteration there? Mm-hmm. I love an alliteration. Big buzz cigarette. Okay. Yep. We'll, wor we're work we'll, we'll workshop work on it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll I figure mean, it out. Um, but yeah, raw. the number one that had never been used before was the new normal. And I can't even fucking tell you how many times i heard that last year with everyone working from home like that was the main shift like working from home and then using zoom like everyone's doing it obviously everyone saw that just through like popular culture memes everything videos everyone mm -hmm. was doing fucking zoom meetings and it's just like well this is just the new normal guys you know and it's like we're not seeing each other in person and mm -hmm. they just wouldn't shut the fuck up about it and it's like what does that actually mean it's just a shift the new normal, I mean, that's just like survival. That's just like living and moving forward and things changing. I guess because they change more drastically, people needed to put a term to it. Yeah, well, I feel like the normal part implies that it's like gonna Here stick to around. That's a good point. That it's not just gonna be for this moment. It's like actually integrated into our society to such degree that it's like it's going to change the landscape yeah and I mean, actually yeah. i th i think you're that's a really good point and that makes a lot of sense because there, i know there are so many companies now that are like shifting to being like either flexible or fully remote and realizing that they don't need to pay the overhead of a, an office building mm -hmm. and people can just work from home and still get their work done um 
But yeah, the the other one, this this is the one that we all heard in if in business or out of business, unprecedented. Yeah. In these unprecedented times, I mean, commercials. I It's like bitch, when hasn't it been unprecedented times? Y'all in a time machine? <laughs> the fuck? I mean, it definitely was. I remember talking to my parents and they're just like, I've never seen anything like this in the world. So it's like I like I think it fits to what happened, but also People were just saying, I mean, I wrote so many blogs and like fucking emails to customers and shit being like, and these literally saying yeah. in these unprecedented times, uh-huh. we're just like, this is just what everyone's saying. It's what upper management was saying to like make people feel better. Well, they were it's saying that since Trump, honestly. Were they? Maybe that's oh, when absolutely. it kind of came and then it's like, then COVID hit and they're like, now it's really unprecedented. No, everything that Trump was doing was unprecedented. That's true. That's a really <laughs> good point. So he kind of started that shift in shipping super weird and then and then things got real weird. Yeah. Wow. Really shining a it light was easier on, on when you that. could just like talk shit on Trump. Put it all on one derpy guy. Yeah. Like did now you it's see like, his tweet? Who the fuck are you pointing the finger at? Who knows? Yeah, no one knows. Each other. China. <laughs> Do we even care Fauci. about North Korea anymore? I feel like no one even cares about North Korea anymore. I don't know. Just food for thought. I think they're... I, I don't think anyone really ever cares about North Korea unless it's, it's like a slow news week. That, I, that's what I think <laughs> it was. We're just like, we need an enemy. We need yeah. someone to like be afraid of or mad at or something. Right, and then exactly. it was like, North Korea, you know? Those crazies over there. Yeah. Um, yeah, he only so gave a shit about North Korea because Trump wanted to go there. And they're like, how fucking dare you? He wanted to go everywhere. Like he was trying to meet with everyone that was like, why would you meet with them? He just wanted to fucking shake hands with his fucking psychopaths. Yeah, he just, wanted, he just wanted to touch the orb. He's like, my people. <laughs> the orb. Yeah, when he went to Saudi Arabia and there's like that photo <laughs> of like them all holding like with their hands on this orb. I've never heard of that. I missed the orb. And that's actually devastating to me because that sounds both cool and fucking hilariously stupid. Well, it's the Internet. It's all it's it's there. You can see it. (laughs) I want to touch an orb. I mean, orbs just talking about words. Orbs a fucking cool word. It is three letters. It sounds cool coming out. Orb, 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 orb. And visually, it's very chill. Mm hmm. So the the. The two, the two O's, the two circular. Yeah, totally. It's like, it's like bookends. Wow. Gorgeous. Absolutely love it. Incredible. Championing for the word orb right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess when we're talking about buzzwords in popular culture, um, we were just kind of talking about like, you know, go over a few that are we feel like are happening right now. But in the past, too, um, you know, there's ones like triggered, which obviously everyone was fucking saying everyone was triggered. It was in you couldn't go a day without hearing or seeing it written somewhere. Um, and then one that I think is interesting, too, is toxic masculinity, I think was a big one. Mm-hmm. And then now I think it's it's interesting to look back at things that were kind of widely used or um, said. And now I feel like it's like the opposite where people are being more like men need to share their feelings. Like it's kind of shifted where I feel like there's a little bit more empathy towards men. Obviously not white men, but (laughs) (laughs) 
but but I men. Oh, I don't know. I, I mean, I, the hard part is like you're you're so restricted to like what what your group is. You know, like who who you follow, what kind of content you like. Like you're not really getting the gamut of opinion or like like we're not really able to perceive like how popular or not something is or like really what direction things are going on because it's so isolated to like your little micro group that's true and I think even in media too it's like you know feel like it's California or New York or places like that that are kind of populating media even that we're seeing which is still I think within somewhat of a bubble or what you yeah. choose to read. I will say I think that because a, a certain narrative has been like the overarching one for a couple years at this point. Gender? I, I mean, about gen, about a lot of things. Like, just a, a general, like, liberal overtone to most... Yeah. Media. Like yeah, it's built 100%. it's kind of built in yeah. that we're all in agreement about certain things. And I think for the most part we are. Like mm-hmm. I think a lot of the differences end up coming down to language. Semantics. <laughs> Semantics. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Of just like are you using the correct phrases to signal to me that you are on my on the team? level? Yeah. Yeah. And then on the flip side of that there's like certain phrases and words that are quote-unquote dog whistles Mm -hmm. and indicative of something else and as far as like toxic masculinity i don't think that people are using that word as much but i think that that sentiment is still very much around there yeah i guess i think it's more specifically now i feel like it's more like Straight white cis male is how people would say that. But I do think because there's more of a conversation around gender, not everyone, which, you know, it should just be any male. But I do think thinking about gender and gender roles has, I think, lightened some load. I think that was on men and more of an understanding of of how those gender roles have really affected men and, you know, being taught to like hide their emotions and not share and not lean on people and, um, you know, explore themselves on a deeper emotional level. So I guess to me, that's where I think it shifted, but I understand what you're saying. That's still obviously always there and people want to be angry at people for sure. Tell people that they don't get it or that they're, you know, I think the thing that I don't enjoy about that, discourse is that there's just like people aren't very compassionate or they're not taking into consideration how much abuse leads to abuse like yeah how there is a cycle that everyone kind of plays into and there's Mm -hmm. not really a singular entity that is there's no person that's like perpetuating that yeah, it just doesn't allow for nuance, and generalizations never do. I think that's, and no. I totally agree, it's just another form of it. And, I mean, if I may be so concise, two wrongs don't equal a right. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. She went to daycare. She learned important life lessons. That's the golden rule, honey. Yeah. No, golden, golden rules be doing to others. Oh. <laughs> right? Basically, be fucking nice. 
Two wrongs don't. I mean, as you would want same, done to them. Same world. Say, I mean, yeah, same, same world. Similar <laughs> sentiment, if yeah. you will. Um, yeah, but just be fucking crazy. Well, let's talk about um, a word that that you love that you introduced me to. Your your buzzword for the day Oof. that I still don't know that I fully understand. So break it the fuck down. For I think me. you might after this. I think I definitely will. Maybe. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So actually, in the same vein, toxic masculinity plays into this as well. Look at us. <laughs> we didn't even plan that setup. We're it's just, just that good. It's organic. Non-GMO setup. Um, yeah, so let me introduce you to trad. Wow. Hashtag, Hashtag trad. trad girl. Hashtag trad wife. Hashtag trad life. If you're not familiar with trad, it is short for traditional. Mm-hmm. But it denotes traditional gender roles, I guess, like monogamy, man, woman, marriage, children. She stays at home. He's she's, the breadwinner. You know, the yeah. classic. It's kind of like a a spicy, a spicy buzzword because it its origins are obviously in like. Christian gender traditionalism, which are, you know, but it, it was like kind of like a 4chan thing. So <laughs> there's so many layers to this. So there's, do you know what a Wojak is? <laughs> no. Okay. So you've seen them. Like they're these like kind of crude drawings. Okay. Yeah. It's not Pepe, but it's like, no, there's I, like know, a I know you're talking about the girl yes. with the dress. Yeah. There's like all these different little or the guy or sometimes it's like the emo girl looking. Yeah. Too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's there's a bunch of variations. It's just like a style and yeah. p- posters on 4chan would like create their own characters and then people would make memes out of these characters. Right. So that's where Trad Tradwife kind of like came out of the whole um, incel narrative of chads and stacy's and alphas and betas and that there's this inherent hierarchy to dating i guess but i i've seen it more often being used like ironically yeah that's what i was gonna ask Mm -hmm. like if people are using it to be like yeah this is how it should be i would assume in meme culture it's usually ironic but it's both there's both and so i kind of like compiled this history because i was looking i was i wanted to talk about trad because it's just like something i've been seeing so much that it felt like a buzzword for me Mm -hmm. um but it reminded me of like not like the other girls Mm, yeah do you remember that yeah. So there's kind of like this whole evolution. And I th- the first one that I can remember um is wifey material. Do you remember that? No. They're just like these kind of like phrases or or constructs that people would use like in memes in like quote blocks, aesthetic quote blocks and shit. Um Okay, so the the crazy part about this is that like all of these words have the literal 
and like original sort of intention. And then every time that word is like popularized or memified, it then becomes an ironic version of itself. Right. Yeah. Like, so then it's used in a different way. So the literal interpretations of waifu material, it's about possessing quality. If you're a woman, it's mostly used by women. Well, I mean, originally it could be used by men too. Misogynistic men being like, I want, I want a wife that's like blah, blah, blah. But women start self-identifying with it to indicate that they have all these qualities. Like they're worthy. Right. That yeah. they're entitled to and more deserving than others. Okay. I've heard that used in that context. Right. Yeah. So she cooks, she does this, you know, like exactly. she's hot. Yeah. She buys lingerie. She buys some Venti Savage. My example wifey. was can cook, not slut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can kind of break it down that way. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's the simple oversimplification of it. But the funny thing there is too is that it originates um or you can draw a direct line from that rhetoric to um Freud's Madonna whore complex. Yeah, absolutely. And if you really consider like what Freud was saying with that, it was not about women necessarily well so it was essentially that men perceive women as either wife material or desirable right objects of desire you can't be both you cannot be both yeah. and so it puts man into this constant like liminal space of trying to figure out what sacrifice you know like where where is he going to compromise like he has yeah. to see societally expected to have this this and this he wants to love and respect and you know ideally he wants to have a, a wife that can be a good mom and yeah. you know support him but then if she possesses those qualities he cannot view her as an object he of desire because that would be debasing because right. it's based in shame sexual mm. shame and suppression or repression in some cases but so if you're look if you're viewing it through that lens like and it's not ba it's honestly it's not based in anything legitimate it's like obviously a woman can possess yeah both multiple qualities this is about yeah. the man's psyche it's right. like a pathology of him mm -hmm. but the whole wifey trope the marriage material trope that comes about by women completely rejecting that notion and instead asserting that they can do both like i always look good and i you know clean the house and i am also a baddie like mm -hmm. you're you're all the things yeah so the reaction to that ends up being not like the other girls, which is a reversal of that, which is that actually the thing that makes me cool and desirable is the fact that I don't possess those feminine qualities and that I'm more masculine. Mm. I like sports. I eat chicken nuggets. I just like, I wear sweaters and no makeup and <laughs> it's a chill girl. I'm just More like I'm not league. jealous. I don't want a boyfriend. Like I'm Strange not like the light. other girls. I eat food. I can read. Another variation of that is like I can read the cool girl. 
If you've seen Gone Girl, there's a whole segment. Cool girl. Men always use that, don't they, as their defining compliment. She's a cool girl. Cool girl is hot. Cool girl is gay. Cool girl is fun. Cool girl never gets angry at her man. She only smiles in a chagrin loving manner and then presents her mouth for fucking. She likes what he likes. So evidently, he's a vinyl hipster who loves fetish manga. If he likes girls gone wild, she's a mall babe who talks football and endures buffalo wings at Hooters. When I met Nick Dunn, I knew he wanted cool girl. And for him, I'll admit, I was willing to try. I wax stripped my pussy raw. I drank canned beer watching Adam Sandler movies. I ate cold pizza and remained a size two. I blew him, semi-regularly. I lived in the moment. I was fucking game. And that version, so the version not like the other girls is actually more often than not based in not receiving male attention. Like, whereas, whereas like wifey would be like, I'm going to do all the things that will get me attention from a man. Not like the other girl would be like, I'm going to be exactly who I am. I'm going to be more authentic than the wifey. And I deserve love and commitment even more than they would, but I'm not getting it. So it's like, but how does that align with the cool girl thing? Because if that or those kind of, I guess I kind of equated the two then to where the cool girl still is trying to almost come off like they don't care, but then they do care, which I think is right. kind of the same idea, well, they, right? Like, they do care, but I think the, it's like the, the internet presence of it is born through reje rejection. But I would still say then even the um, the not like other girls. No, wait, the wifey material. I I would argue that that's still bred from rejection as well, because it's almost like, look, I can't cook and I am sexy as fuck and all these things. Why? Why am I not a wife? Like I'm wifey material. So I feel like that's right. also I think they're both bred from rejection and one's just being like, I do fit this archetype and it's still not working or I don't fit this archetype and it's cool. And that's not working either. Right. So yeah. No, you know? you're totally right. But they're both. The funny thing is, is like they're both reacting to each other. Yeah. And not directly to men. Like most of these, most of these memes are directed towards women. Yeah. And other women. And they're validating yourself in a way, which I think is cool. And that is like it's evolving and it just shows that there are different facets. And I think we can be both of those things at the same time, you know, but it is, I think identifying qualities that are unique to you that you feel proud of, which is just kind of a cool thing. Well, that's a, but that's a different thing. Really? Yeah. Because these are the premise is that you are, it's you versus somebody else. It, it's mm. never just in a vacuum. I'm, you know, I'm this all is who I am. Right. And like, I deserve love. It's, it's not compared that. to it's other women. Competitive. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, it's kind of it's like femcel shit. It's like mm. incel, femcel. but for ladies. For the <laughs> Is ladies. that a word? Femcel? femcel. Yeah, that's also one. Wow. Like I have all these things to offer. I'm the wifey, and yet she, this hoe, gets right. gets, gets my man. man. Yeah. And then not like the other girl. Uh, N logs. That's the abreve. N logs. Nice. <laughs> N logs will be like, I. I'm way cooler than sh this other girl. Like, 
why would you want someone that's fake that has you know yeah. that spends six hours getting ready that doesn't want to have fun you know it's 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 always pitting the women still, against yeah, each and it's other. Still trying to differentiate yourself from yeah, the it's sea trying of to women. distinguish and elevate yeah. yourself amongst your fellow women. Yeah. So for a man, for yeah, for male attention and approval. Hey, if that's not trad, I don't know what is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's hella trad. <laughs> so fucking trad. So then there's the next evolution of it, which is the reaction to the end log. So an N-log would kind of, it would be a self-identifying thing, right? So it's like, I'm this girl that's like this. I'm not like the other girls. You have no problem identifying as that yourself. It becomes something else when it's used pejoratively, and that's a pick-me girl. Mm. So a pick-me girl is, the new, is that new version, which try is... hard? Yeah, that you, you're a gender traitor, basically. Because you're perpetuating internalized misogyny by putting other women down in order to achieve male approval. Wow. And the reaction to the pick-me-girl is trad wife. (sighs) Trad wife would be, I'm perfectly fulfilled and happy, and I love my gender role, and... It's actually the feminists, the chicken nugget eaters, (laughs) the (laughs) sports watchers, the women trying to compete with men that are unhappy and unfulfilled because they're real. Because you're going against your biological purpose is to be trad wife. Wow. That would restore sanity. Balance. Harmony. Fulfillment. Yes. What a fucking journey. That Isn't was. that crazy? Yeah. It's just like the other thing. Right. And, and then I started looking into it more all and trying to find more. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, this is all the same exact thing, but from different points of view. Right. Or like in different contexts. Yeah. And it's evolving based on reactions to the other it's one. All reaction. Yeah. So now the, the reaction, the, the way that I was personally introduced to trad, because I'm not fucking white supremacist. So you're I mean, not. <laughs> <laughs> But it's it's women using it ironically where it's like, you know, oh, watching Married at First Sight and cooking beans. Am I a trad wife yet? (laughs) Like, oh, can I do trad wife things later? I want to finish watching TV, like just being a lazy piece of shit and calling it trad. Yeah. yeah. Or being like, I, you know, look at my flourishing plants. I'm trad. It's just. Just using it however the fuck you want to use it. Yeah. Just being a woman. I am a woman and I'm still, and I'm still a woman. I can do whatever it is and I'm still a woman. And like, I guess it's flipping on its head tradition in general, right? It's just being like, there is no traditional woman. There's just people living how they want. Right. Like, I think because of the internet, because of like the memification of so much stuff that like there is sometimes like you're sharing a meme and it's not even because it's not because you literally think that what that meme is saying is true or that you think it's funny. It's that the idea of you actually finding it funny is funny. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't, people are trying because human nature is to like define and categorize and organize everything yeah, that understand. cannot be. Yeah. Right. They want to, that's how they want to understand we <laughs> humans. Yeah. <laughs> not, me, not me, not me. Uh, <laughs> me, I'm a human for sure. <laughs> totally a human. Um, because yeah, because they want to do that. They end up limiting themselves or taking things too literally. Like if I, I try to look up articles on trad wife and all of the top hit, like the first two pages of Google were just like editorial think pieces about the dangers of like, what we're always talking about incels and toxic masculinity, but what about the meme to alt-right pipeline for young girls that are into oh cottage core and now they're going to become trad wives because of their eco anxiety. <laughs> I'm like, what the <laughs> f- what kind of fucking word salad is that? <laughs> Everything is wait. First of all, what the fuck is cabin core? It's cottage core. Cottage core. Um, it's like like little house on the prairie. You just want to kind of. It's I think it's more British typically. <laughs> I just want to live in the British hillsides of yeah. my cottage. Yeah, like where, like make some tea. There's there's rolling hills. There's what's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with it. And what's wrong? Yeah. And nothing's wrong with being a traditional wife either. So there's nothing wrong. No, there's not. But it's that's the uh, that's the kind of content that I think pushes people into extreme reactionary ideas about it instead of just letting things fucking be. Yeah. But I think that's in general. It's like but that's why I think words do still matter and like you said before if you don't say it the exact right fucking way like i mean it's a funny meme and that's like our girls the culture how will they grow up it's like it's a stupid fucking meme if that's gonna have them dictate their life based on that then they have a lot more issues going on than this meme but and then you know just people saying whatever they say people just picking it apart like people just want to pick everything apart to to be upset about and to write that's what it is these think pieces on because it's clickbait. Yeah. That's why everything ultimately yeah. now is clickbait. And that's what I think a lot of buzzwords are right now is it's just a way. And I think that's what progresses them forward is this clickbait because they hear it and then, oh, people are responding to it and everyone writes about it. And then it becomes this bigger part of the narrative than it ever even should have been. Right. Because it's like, oh, people said it for one second. And it's a hot thing to talk about. And that's actually why, you know. I brought this conversation up to you that I want to talk about because based on um, what has happened with John Mulaney and uh, Olivia Munn, little Miss Happenese Potatoes, uh, as we previously discussed, (gasps) is this fucking term um, parasocial relationships has Mm. been just popping off. And I've just seen all these think pieces on it. And, you know, as I noted before, she's on that John Mulaney sub. Fucking 50s. Is it really? Yeah. I didn't know that. So let's, hey, ready for that with that wiki death? Yeah, hit that wiki. <laughs> Give me it dry. All right. Parasocial interaction refers to a kind of psychological relationship experienced by an audience in their mediated encounters with performers in the mass media, particularly on television. Viewers or listeners come to consider media personalities as friends, despite having no or limited interactions with them. How did that come about in the 50s? Because there was 
Because that's when movies Media and stuff were kind of popularized. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there was just more. Movie stars were yeah, happening. It's kind of the first. Probably the first time there was more widespread, really mass media happening with entertainers. I don't know history. <laughs> uh, yeah. Is that I when they had the, co- the talkies? When were the talkies? I mean, <laughs> the talkies? When people talk in films. Didn't you see The Artist? No. Oh, it's a great movie. But A silent movie? Get out of here. No, thank you. It's pretty good. But, um, but yeah, well, that's really, so obviously people are talking about it because people were just so up in arms about John Mulaney being, thought he was like a decent human being and then just acting like a train wreck, you know, whatever. So all these think pieces where it's like, John Mulaney doesn't owe you anything. You know, he's just a performer, blah, blah, blah. what's so fucking hilarious about that too is like everyone's so pumped and excited to feed on someone else's misfortune because it's funny it's like, drama that's like comedy drama yeah the root of that is misfortune because we love there's like something sublime about seeing horrible things happen because it makes you feel more human maybe i don't know but, but i think it's also like just seeing something that you didn't didn't expect or and like a shared so i think gossip in general especially when you're talking about celebrity gossip is i mean people have been gossiping forever it's just something that everyone either knows about Mm -hmm. or you know and it's just it's like a conversation like I think that's the root in it and when people get more not up in arms but people are more like oh shit and talking about it more it's because it was something that was something that was more outside of the ordinary happened like but that's the dissonance I think is that it's not out of the ordinary that's like true. It happens in everyday ordinary. But I for would people to be awful assholes. and do bad things or and do things that are neutral that you find bad. But we all talk about those things. But you just talk about it with the handful of people you know that know that person. When it happens on a larger scale with someone in the media, everyone knows who that person is, so everyone talks about it. No, I, I I'm not. I'm saying that the dissonance is that people are how can you be so surprised and disappointed and let down unless you are already elevating and assuming that all these people are perfect? It's not, I think that you hold them in this esteem. I think it's just that you only see what they give you, which to me would equate to like an acquaintance or something that someone you don't know super well. But if some fucked up happens, you're going to be like, holy shit, that was fucked up. Yeah. But I guess I, I, I get confused by the investment. But it's like, so, I mean, I guess we talk about stan culture too, which right. I think is closely related to, like, if anything's a parasocial relationship, I feel like it would be something like that, where it's like, they're just obsessed with them, right? Like, creating stan accounts, doing all of this, like, thinking about them all the time, rather than, you know, something like the John Mulaney situation, where you're really reacting to a situation that is that for any living person, if you heard about that happening, you'd be like, holy shit, that's fucking wild. Yeah. You know, so, um, but I definitely think there are people that have it. I just think it's interesting that this conversation and this word was, you know, is is buzzing and brought up about John Mulaney in particular, I guess just because it's not like he just divorced his wife and then started dating someone else. It's like all the other factors that played into it. Hmm. 
is my personal opinion. And obviously come from someone that's obviously more invested than you are, but I still don't, I wouldn't consider him a friend. It doesn't keep me up at night. It's just something that I like to read about because I think it's interesting. Yeah. But I, I mean, I feel like parasocial is just like an effective term to use now because there's more opportunity for parasocial relationships. Like I agree. There's a girl that lives on in my neighborhood that is an influencer. She was a former bachelor contestant. She has a podcast. Wow. A very popular podcast. Let's get on the pod. And I get her on the get on our pod. Her, and she posts about she posts her kids. She posts her house. She posts everything like where she's going. She's very active. Like she has revenue through her. And so she's she's just very involved. And like I'm not making a judgment on that, but it is a unique experience mm. to have that level of of intimacy that she's been willing to share obviously i'm not getting the full story i don't think that i am but i once or twice a week i'll be walking to the coffee shop and i see her uh, boyfriend and her two kids and like we say hi to each other and like we you know we have like little micro interactions when we pass by because we recognize each other and it's like he doesn't know how much i know about him right (laughs) he has no idea how long i have known about him my boyfriend makes fun of me all the time. He's like, oh, what are you going to say? What are you say? I'm like, I'm not going to say anything. This is a very uncomfortable. Like, I don't want this. <laughs> yeah. I am not seeking this out. It is just like a phenomenon now. Like, this is just something that's going to continue to happen. And so, and especially when things are just like more and more online. Yeah. I think that's a really good point is, is that almost feigned intimacy that you do get with people sharing. So people do feel like, and, and after last year, everything was parasocial, like your entire social network was parasocial, you know, to an extent, like it was not, I guess they're not like celebrities, but I guess you're saying like the way you're parasocial doesn't have to be a celebrity. It's just somebody that you says that's what the definition. No, said. but it's a cel- I mean, celebrity is like that's not even a a, a very uh, detailed. Oh, term I would just anymore. say it's someone that has a following or is in the media to whatever extent, whether they're an influence or not, that you don't personally know. I think you not right, personally know them is, is the is main that thing. Somebody yeah. that you don't know. That you have a relationship with through the content that they're posting. Right. Yes. And it, if, as it gets more, uh, the more intimate it is, the more frequent it is, the more. The closer you the feel. The closer to them. you feel. Yeah. The more you know. Yeah. The more. Yeah. The and more I guess to John, to John Mulaney, too, I probably feel that way more because he was talking about his life. Right. So I think that's, it's a similar thing where, and it's the same idea, too. Like they're both acts. You know, like mm-hmm. it's it's whatever you want to put out there. It's completely controlled. Um, but yeah, that's that's an interesting take on it for sure. But I don't I just I still think it's crazy that his circumstance is what at least for me, how that word got brought into my my orbit. Was oh, I've been him. hearing it for a while. Oh. Yeah, I mean, you hear everything. April. But, I, but it's because I'm a fucking Internet creep. <laughs> Like I love, I so love the internet. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it's so it's I don't know. There's just so much there. There's there's a so lot much, there. and people invest so much time into like creating entire worlds, 
of their own on the internet and i just want to like peek in i love peeking in and then i also think it's sad but not for me i don't think it's sad for me i think it's sad for them which is probably hypocritical absolutely yeah oh my god dude <laughs> all the time i'm like i would ne- i would never want to work a desk job because it's like you don't actually feel the a tangible sense of accomplishment and it's like it's counterintuitive to your own biology because humans are very tactile beings and they need to like actually do things and and see the fruits of their labor and then i just spend like nine hours a day on the internet looking at what other people are, are simulating doing with their lives yeah. <laughs> <sighs> it's a crazy god the internet man it's only gonna get weirder dude it's, it's gonna, gonna get more parasocial I hate it <laughs> i'm never using that word again i really don't think it's real i think it's real but for a very small percentage of people i think most parasocial? people like parasocial relationships with no, it with is one hundred percent real. It's just it, it's I don't a spectrum. Think, <laughs> like yeah. any, there's like levels of intensity. That's Everyone fair. has That's parasocial relationships. To. You can't. It's just that is the new normal. Sorry. <laughs> hey, in these she's unprecedented here to stay, times, and she's just getting worse. <laughs> I mean, look at the fucking what were we watching? The oh my god, alter ego show. You guys, I think we should talk about that. I mean. I mean, I, I guess you brought I it up. We're think talking we have about a fucking it. choice. So what I first saw an ad for this fucking show and I sent it to April because I was just like, I is this a joke? I was like, this is a joke. This is like a fake video that someone put out. It's a reality singing competition judged by Grimes, Alanis Morissette, Will I Am, and of course. Nick obviously Lachey. <laughs> obviously mr nick lachey hosted by hosted by a nobody doesn't matter irrelevant this little spin on it is that they're not just coming out to sing because that's not enough just having a good voice and singing and also uh, they need to differentiate themselves from all the other fucking million singing competitions mm-hmm. they have ar augmented reality yeah ar like avatars designed by all these fucking nerd techie coders and then they wear like those suits. Like it always reminds me of the guy that was in like Lord of the Rings as like Schmeagle or. Yeah, they're like these like with, motion like, the, the, sensors. Yeah, the motion yeah. sensors all over them. And so instead of going on stage and singing, they're. Their AR avatar, while they're in a back room with all the motion sensor on them, and comes a out. Phone, like on a. Like, yeah, with like those, like, those little holders that hold your mic or your microphone, your um, harmonica when you're busking. Yeah. <laughs> They have one of those, but it's like a, an iPhone that's like right in their fucking face. And I assume that's showing where they are on the stage. So they walk around. Who I don't knows? know. I have no idea. Um, and then they're just so it's like the voice only instead of the, them turning on so they can't see them, they're seeing them. But it's this weird just CGI version of them, um, which is crazy because it's like. You know what would be cool is if we really leaned into how much people hate themselves yeah, and how unworthy they are in their own actual bodies. Hey, you know how like you just don't feel confident enough to go out there and, and sing with this beautiful gift you've been given. So here's a way you can get around that. Um, yeah. yeah. Don't try and work on your self-esteem. Don't try and work on your stage fright. Just just let's put these sensor dots all over right. you. And what color do you want your hair? What color do you want your skin? The world's your oyster. And now choose a fucking stupid name and you're out there singing. Like, let's play Sims, but yeah. 
It's on TV. What was the one guy's name? All the names were... Fu- oh, one chick was Dynamite Queen. She was actually pretty tight. She was the coolest one. Dipper. 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 Fuck. It doesn't matter. He had Crohn's disease, so he, ca- <laughs> he couldn't... It's like, he could never be a true performer without his alter ego because he has to but he, use he, himself to the rest. But he was standing in the back doing the same thing. That's, so I, That's a great fucking He's not point. in a wheelchair where it's like this avatar's standing and doing He's all like, these I'm going to go on a world tour from my bathroom yeah i'm just gonna keep this all this shit on i'm gonna keep the iphone on my head i'm gonna this is me now be on the toilet singing (laughs) the most that i can they love people were literally crying in the audience i couldn't believe it yeah they were losing their he's gonna be in hamilton oh my god the his avatar ar hamilton his literally his costume was like his costume his AR was like the most emo. He had like the emo hair. It looked like a uh, member of the gorillas. Gorillas, absolutely. Yeah. That's exactly what it looked like. Ha, and he ha. and he had tattoos. And you didn't see this, April, but he did when they were like designing. He's talking to the coders. He goes, "Can those tattoos move?" And you better believe, <laughs> They're like hell yeah, brother. He, you better believe Nick Lachey was like, "Whoa, those tattoos moving?" Yeah. He wishes fucking 98 degrees tattoo. 17% of the show is just Will I Am reacting. Oh, he couldn't he couldn't believe AR. it. What it's he, like you were in the black eyed peas, motherfucker, <laughs> and you're astounded by a sim? It was nothing that cool. Like they look kind it's of fucking stupid. Cool. And the craziest thing and the only thing that to me needed to be done well was like with them singing the lips moving exactly as their lips would. And it was, it was, I would give it a, a 50 to 60% on accuracy. It's not there. there. And you can tell because they don't go close up on the face. So it's like, you're just far away watching a cartoon character. And then sometimes the whole (laughs) cut to them in their sensory outfit, just singing their hearts out in a white room. Who greenlit this? I want to slap him across the fucking face. And why is Alan? Why did Alanis join? Why this? is Alanis Morissette She's there? She's such an earthy person. This seems like so outside of her brand. Like, who's her manager? Fire them. Hire me, Alanis. Call your girl up because yeah. I, I would, would never, never do let this you, to you do this fucking show. I wouldn't let you play Woodstock '99, and I wouldn't make you do this. I would have saved you so much heartache, Alanis. And I wouldn't have let you date ryan reynolds either for so long i don't know i kind of like them together <laughs> <laughs> now she's with soul i i love that she's that's his name soul i what he's like a rapper i saw lannis once and i absolutely fucking sobbed soul i soul i she's amazing i'm 1000 i think he's a rapper the white rapper. Oh, okay. They have their children together. They seem very happy. They have children? They have children. They have multiple children. What? I want to say at least two, perhaps three. Wow, okay. I guess she's got she's got to get their college funds. Maybe that's what's happening. That jagged that jagged little pill money's not going to last forever, I guess. What? Did you see actually there's a documentary coming out about her? Yeah, didn't she isn't she like She doesn't approve. Washing her hands of it. Ooh, isn't there? Wait, does she have a song called "Hands"? I thought that was like a pun. Hand in pocket. 
There we go. That it works. Um, <laughs> yeah, she was like basically, she, and she did a whole like interview talking about all the shit. And then when she saw the cut, she was like, "I never would have done it if I would have known this is what you were doing." <laughs> Alanis, hire me for all your projects. If I was doing that, it would be exactly what Alanis wanted. I can't imagine as a career like to create and give have Alanis give you full access to her, her story, her voice, and then to do it in a way that that she didn't like. Because I feel like she's a pretty chill fucking person. And if you're pissing off Alanis, you're pissing me off. Yeah, I don't know what, what bothered her about it, honestly. I just saw that she didn't like it. I feel like there was like some sort of, and I could be completely wrong, but I feel like it was it's some sort of traumatic experience that she had. I don't know if she was like assaulted. Yeah, she talked about a sexual assault. Yeah, and I think they put a lot more emphasis on that than I think maybe she wanted to give. Mm. Yeah, no, I'm sure they're going to use it to moralize. It's like the Woodstock movie. It wasn't about Woodstock at all. Yeah. Yeah. I know you opened my eyes to that. April, you're here just guiding me. You're my light in this darkness. Stop. Just leading the way, showing me what's real. Tell me something wrong with me. I could never. You're a great cook. She makes (laughs) fantastic drinks. (laughs) Ugh. Yeah, I'm personally offended by I'm I'm I have a very con- uh, invested parasocial relationship with with trad lifestyle because as a tourist, I find it highly offensive that I would want anything more than a beautiful home and well cooked meals. Sounds <laughs> amazing. I just don't want to get dressed. Nor should you have to. No. She and wears I look, her athleisure. I look great. You look fantastic. Look you look comfortable. I mean, you look showered. To me, that's like, check, check. That's all you need. Well, if you don't have a shower for five years, you figure out how to look showered. I just gave you a little wink. She did wink, guys. And I and I shook my head because I didn't like it. The Living wink or the, shower. the fact that I didn't have a shower? You, The fact that you winked at me after talking about you didn't have a shower because it's not okay, <laughs> it was April. the combination. <laughs> Oh, okay. it, was, it was all of it. Cool. I just want to be clear. I just want to communicate clearly about. It was the sequence of events, April. Okay. We're on the same page. Okay. How long has it been? more tahine (laughs) all right well i'm gonna keep my last drag on theme relatively um i'm a true crime head yeah she is but like privately i'm not like (laughs) there's no i don't have like a not going to my favorite murder sticker on my car or anything thank god um I just like, I love, I think maybe because my life is so stable and I'm such a a genuine (laughs) person that I don't, and I don't accept any, any disingenuousness. Like as soon as I smell on you that I can't get a read on you or i'm not really getting the full the story yeah if i'm unsure but you're out goodbye 
So I don't know any murderers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I've never had a boyfriend that I thought would kill me. I don't think I have either. Um, and I don't know anybody that had a boyfriend that would kill them. But I, I'm I kind of do. Oh, well. <laughs> TBD. <laughs> Watch out for your girl. Um, yeah, so I think that's why I'm drawn to true crime, because I think it's just fucking crazy how many people commit murder. And so outside of like your life and anything you've you would experience yeah well and there's like there's like evil stuff and then there's just like like three stooges kind of murder yeah where it's just <laughs> like whoop, 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 whoop. i don't i didn't know what else to do so i killed my whole family like it's <laughs> it's it's strange it's crazy to think that people can just like get married go to church have a whole whole ass life and then they're also a literal sociopath but the latest the latest true crime installment in the world of parasocial <laughs> relationships is gabby gabby petito petito yeah i'm sure you've heard about this case essentially it's 21 year old girl white blonde girl went on a van life hashtag van life <laughs> yeah. road trip to do an Instagram travel blog with her boyfriend. Feel bad laughing at that, but it's. <laughs> well, I mean, it sucks. That's, yeah, that's funny. It that part sucks that funny. She, she, she's dead, but <laughs> 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 you gotta find gotta find the humor. You guys. gotta get your lulls where you can. <laughs> you know, like you're you're individually meaningless. So just have a good time. Nothing matters. Fucking laugh. Um. I was kind of just like looking at tags on Twitter to see what the people were saying. Mm -hmm. What's uh what's the popular consensus consensus. And I gleaned two things. One, everyone is using this as an opportunity to um, highlight the fact that collectively we all only care about white blonde women. white women going missing yep which true yeah but the other thing that i take more umbrage with is several people making and this happens all the time every time there's like some kind of like domestic dispute allegation vice whatever this is happening a lot with like the Shia LaBeouf FK Twigs thing. It's like, um, please stop using this as an opportunity to tell your daughters how to be safe or how to leave or recognize abuse. You should oh be teaching men not to abuse. I hate that argument so much. And I just, I understand where they're coming from. Like I, of course, I I would love to live in a world where people were not awful and selfish and violent and hurtful. Of course. <laughs> Wouldn't we all? Yeah. Has there ever been a moment in time that we collectively decided that that was due to a lack of education? Right. 
that moms are just failing their sons by not expressing to them explicitly that they shouldn't rape, abuse, murder their girlfriends and loved ones, the women in their lives, the men in their lives, anyone? Like, is this... Are we really trying to simplify this to the point that it's just a matter of sitting down with your kids and having a conversation and having a heart to heart conversation. Yeah. What has that ever fucking worked for? I mean, are you that stupid and limited in your understanding of the fact that we're complex fucking we're animals too. I mean, there's just some things that it's like, especially in men, when you think about, you know, obviously men more likely being violent, a, they're stronger than women and B they have testosterone. And like, that's, that's a combo. And of course have conversations, of course, teach them about, I, I, of what's right and what's wrong. Hopefully most people would know that anyways, but you have those conversations, Mm -hmm. but to say to not teach women how to a protect themselves, be aware, escape situations, understand the power of their own voice and when to leave a situation like, I mean, not that you want to live in fear, but I think as a woman, you kind of do a little bit like that's always needs to be in the back of your head a little bit of like, and what's your surroundings? What's your situation? And that's just a fucking fact. That's just life. Yeah. And I, uh, I'm, I'm not here to victim blame. This is not about blame. Like no. it is not about who is responsible. The person, like whoever is committing the violent, they are responsible. Right. Like period like i guess the thing that frustrates me about how people talk about social change is so direct but it's like misdirected it's like y- yes yeah, talking about a buzzword men do better men do, be- yeah. do better yeah so better like men are the problem right but you're also requesting that the men solve their own problem and that's a an a nice way to feel like things are fair, but that's not how things work. Yeah. You cannot, you can't go to men who know full well, they should not be violent murderers. Yeah. You don't need to, they're not so stupid that you have to tell them that for them to not do it. They understand that. But it's fucking stupid to be a woman that is experiencing all of the (laughs) repercussions of that male problem and then be like, well, not my problem. Right. So I'm going to sit back and just let it work itself out. Yeah, that's your job. Um, But yeah, it's just people are just they just love being fucking idiots. Um, I mean, back to the case, though, I just when I looked into it, I was like, I don't even know why this is that hot of a topic because. I guess because he went on the lamb, but other than that, I mean, he clearly killed her. I mean, there's I don't see how there's like any no way question. he couldn't. And I just love the audacity to just like fucking fully cruise home without her, and then I know his parents being like, I don't know where he is. I don't know. Lawyer up and shit. Then he just bounces like, homie, they're gonna find you. Like, what is? Like, that's the most interesting part to me, but it's still, it's it's so obvious. It's not, it's like, who did it? Or this is so crazy. It's just like, they went on a trip, we're together a lot, and obviously homie's fucking crazy and fucking killed her. Right? I mean, 
I guess time will tell. But it seems pretty obvious. Seems like pretty open and shut. I've read enough Nancy Drew books to see how this one ends. The last thing, I mean, the one thing that Brian Laundrie, LOL, has going for him is that he looks like so many guys. Yeah. yeah. He's like, he's just like the guy. You you see him. I have seen him 100 times. Like, if I saw so many people are putting like tips on Twitter, be like, here he is, here he is, here he is. I'm like, that could literally be seven different guys. I have no, how the fuck could you tell? How could you look at them and be like, that's fucking him? No, I couldn't. I know that face anywhere. Does yeah. he have like a buzzed head? He's just like a tall, skinny, losing his hair guy. Okay. Yeah, it looks like I know personally dude. at least two people that look just like him <laughs> that I'm going to call the police on. <laughs> <laughs> Just well, in case. <laughs> I guess we'll see what happens. But um, on a lighter note, um, my drag was... Speaking of shit that's going to get us canceled. <laughs> um, I watched a really fun little video um, oh, by... It's beautiful. Andrew McCallahan, who uh, you might know him. He started off kind of rose in popularity through um, the Instagram and YouTube channel of All Gas, No Breaks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was some bullshit. I could kind of go off on a tangent about it, but essentially doing things media who he'd signed a contract with kind of fucked him over. Um, so he had to leave like they owned the intellectual property. Mm-hmm. So he started a new thing. So, by the way, if you were a fan of that, unfollow that page and follow Channel 5. Channel 5 News, I Channel believe. Channel 5 News, yeah. It's a Patreon. It's crowdfunded now. So Yeah, no so it's a Patreon, but they still have a YouTube as well and an Instagram Instagram accounts are doing clips and then there's uh, more full videos on uh, YouTube as well. But one that just uh, dropped was Andrew interviewing Mr. Chet Hanks. Is it going by Chet Hayes, though? I think he goes by Chet Hayes. I think either one is cool. Is valid. You got to get both. It's so it's Tom Hanks and uh, Rita Wilson's son. Um, you know who he is. The younger one, right? He's the younger, he's one, the younger that one that everyone that wants to be black or whatever whatever he wants to do but he loves talking in a jamaican accent yeah he loves his patois he loves it and (laughs) seven up up wait up like seven Uh, i don't don't know know. he was dating i don't understand patois he was dating a jamaican lady and he was just like hey he's like break this down for me and i saw some comment on something i was reading and it was like you gotta appreciate his interest in linguistics though you know like he's really trying to understand the language and he talks to me about appropriation and and privilege and all these things and I don't know. I don't know how you could watch that video and come away not liking him. I was so endeared to him. Like I, I honestly like. I thought he, I thought White Boy Summer was funny. Of yeah. course, I thought him doing fucking patois at the Golden Globes was hilarious. Yeah. Of course, like who wouldn't find? <laughs> I mean, unless you have like no fucking sense of humor. It's objectively amusing. It's fucking funny at the very yeah. least. He he's not stealing anything. I'm sorry. <laughs> like no. there's not like some Jamaican lady starving on the street because Chet Hanks did patois on the red carpet. It's yeah. just not happening. But well, and he brings up and he's like, when I did that, he's like, I got so many DMs and messages from Jamaican people that were like, fuck yeah, like yeah, we they loved you. it. Hey guys, I just want to say that, you know, like now that Trump's leaving office, I think it's important to remember that he was the president, so we should show some recyc pussy clot. Fuck them Ross. Donald no one rob would be boss man Biden. 
fuck them ras pussy clat boy go suck on a mother yeah and what's funny is like so uh, one of my girls like she's she's half black half japanese and like we were she fucking sends posts of all we're in like a group dm thing on instagram she always whenever there's a chat thing, she always sends it she loves him so much <laughs> and like i was looking at i think it was when white boy summer came out and i was like you know people were like all up in arms mm-hmm. like aka white people basically were just like can you believe you know appropriation blah 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 i was looking at his comments and it's straight up I mean, the vast majority were all these black women being like, fire, you're so fucking hot. Like, we love you. Like, hell yeah, white boy summer. And I was like, I was like, dude, all these black chicks are like fucking about it. And she goes, and my friend Angela was like, hell, she's all black folks fuck with them. Like, she yeah. was like straight up like black people fuck with them. And like, obviously you can't generalize. I'm not saying every black person no. likes them. But I just think it's so funny that the whole, you know, conversation around him is that he's, you know, appropriating and all of these things. And it's all, I feel like, made by white people. And there's a lot of black people that are fucking into it and think it's cool. And, like, I just love that he just loves black women. And he's just, like, black black lady magic. Like, he's just about it. Yeah. He's just about that magic. And I just think that's so fucking funny. I sent her that video today, and she was just like, I love him so much. Like, I just, I can't even. Like, she she would bone him in literally I mean, a heartbeat. it's a fucking beautiful interview. It's honestly incredible. The whole, like, four square. <laughs> he's like, he's... He's like talking about his privilege. Andrew's oh like, what was it like, you know, growing up like as Tom Hanks son? He's like, well, I didn't really notice like it, it meant nothing to me, but it meant everything to everybody else. And like, I remember I was playing Foursquare with my friend. It was like fourth grade or something. And I, I beat my friend. I won. And he was like, he got all pissed off. And he was just like, yeah, well, you just think you're so much better than everyone because you're Tom Hanks son. And he's like. It wasn't even about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're just playing Foursquare, yeah. bro. <laughs> yeah. It's like, such a cute story. And, like, him acknowledging that he's, like, and that made me kind of defensive. Yeah. And, like, introverted. And, like, but then also acknowledging. And, and he doesn't, he doesn't feel like that extends to him because his experience is that his, he was always the outlier. And right. His, he was the outcast of the family. Like, he was young. He had different ideas like he had different interests (laughs) he was marginalized in his own home well and i love that he's and he still does acknowledge he's like he wouldn't have he knows he wouldn't have his platform and Mm -hmm. if he didn't have his parents and you know um but yeah i think he just comes across as like really relatable and he brought up something about um well, when talking about appropriation, he was like, what if I go to fucking fly to Spain and like have a matador? I was like, hey, yeah. teach me how to bullfight. Like, is that appropriating? Am I appropriating a matador? You know? And yeah, because um, I do think he's just genuinely interested in other cultures, too. Like, that's what I get. And it just sounds well, like he's interested. And obviously, he's a fucking dork. But it, like, he just seems really genuine, honestly. I think people have just gotten confused about what appropriation actually means yeah like what it's referring to and it's about like exploiting yeah (laughs) so taking things and profiting off of them and not letting in the originators right in the room like that chet hanks he's not stopping anybody from making rap music no (laughs) like he's He's barely making rap he's barely making rap music at all like he and he's fully he's like my my thing is like i'm a white rapper yeah i mean i recommend everyone watch it it's 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 funny so 
fucking heartwarming. I I loved it. I love Andrew. I love I love Chet. Andrew's such a good interviewer. He really is. And he doesn't get any. Sh- no one gives him any shit. People love him. Like really, I've never seen an interview that he's done with someone where they're like aggressive to him, unless they were just fucked up drunk and just being a dick, and they're just a dick in general. But I mean, even when he's literally making fun of people a little bit, it's like he. I think he comes off as really partial. Um, or impartial, impartial, impartial. Yeah. Um, and I think it just it lets it makes people more vulnerable, so they they open up and they're them true selves, which is I think the most you can ask for out of hearing someone speak. I mean, just let let Chet Hanks be great. That's all I have to say. Yeah, I would love if him and um, and Baby Joe became friends. Baby Joe. Joseph Baina. What if he started fucking Rachel Dolezal? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what he th- he should ask him what he thinks of Rachel Dolezal. Oh, that would have been a great question. I feel like he would have talked shit because he'd been like, "You're not a beautiful black bitch. Like, get out of here." I don't know. She had a lot of people fooled. <laughs> <laughs> but if I know my boy Chet, he wouldn't be fooled. Yeah. Oh, uh, we love you, Chet. You're doing great. We love you. Okay. Uh, bye. 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 Question mark. Bye. <coughs> hey, little girl, comb your hair, fix your makeup. Soon he will open the door. Don't think because. There's a ring on your finger You need to try anymore For wives should always be lovers too Run to his arms the moment he comes home to you I'm warning you Day after day there are girls at the office Men will always be men Don't send him up With your hair still in curlers You may not see him again For wives should always be lovers too Run to his arms the moment he comes home to you He's almost here the music time to get ready for love